0: Welcome to HR Latte, your connection to all things HR. Today's great HR department is foundational for today's successful business. Listen in as host Rayanne Thorne gets personal with practitioners and technologists, experts and thought leaders who care about the world of human resources. And now for your next cup of talent management, whipped to perfection. everybody. This is Ann Thorne. Welcome to HR Latte. I'm actually very excited about this conversation today. It seems to be an annual tradition for HR Latte to welcome Stacy Harris, who's the Vice President of Research and Analytics at CR Cedar. Hey, Stacy, thanks for joining me today.
1: Hi, Ryan. Thank you for having me again. And yes, it has become an annual opportunity to get a chat to chat. I'm really excited about it and love to get to talk to your audience.
0: So. Oh, good. Well, of course, we know why you're here. The annual survey, HR Systems Survey, put out by Sierra Cedar launches next week on April 10th. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Sierra Cedar, the survey, and then we'll start talking about this year's uh, approach to understanding HR systems.
1: Great. Yeah. So for those who don't know me at this point, I am Stacey Harris, as you noted, and I'm really, you know, what we do here at Sierra Cedar is um, a management consultant firm, but the organization has for the last 21st year now
0: invested in an
1: HR technology systems survey. Um, it's the longest running in the industry. We can honestly say that now because the one that was sort of neck and neck with us has not run for the last couple of years. Ah. Um, and so... Yeah, I know. We were, not that you know not that you hate to see anybody who's been running for so no, long, no. you know, not get done. But but we are now in our 21st year. I don't think anybody else has been able to keep up with that. So when it first started out, the survey was a uh, survey done by Lexi Martin who was the original author, to talk about what was happening in self-service back in the days when people were surprised that HR technology would ever be given to employees as an employee uh, self-service or manager self-service tool. To understand what was happening in that change, now, 21 years later, we ask about everything from strategic services to the approach organizations are taking to adopting HR technology. This year, we're asking a lot more questions about um, implementation practices. Uh, we also ask resourcing and budgeting questions and emerging technology. So, it's, it's a huge survey. We break all the rules because we ask too many questions. But what <laughs> we find, it's really hard. But we were like, so how long does the survey take? And we're like, well, uh, it depends on, on how many systems you're using. Right. <laughs> But the reason that it that it's such a big survey is because it gives us an opportunity to look broadly across all the HR technology spaces and not just sort of get a sense of what one area is doing, but how it's all working together. And so for us, there's value in, in doing it that way. So it's it's been a big uh, project of of love and passion because we, myself and Aaron Spencer, who run it, just really enjoy doing it. So
0: d- just to give our listeners an idea, because each year we, t- we try really hard at Dovetail to make sure all of our own users and the industry that that follows some of the content that we share, industry members that follow our content, that they have an opportunity to hop on and take this survey. So if they're only using one system, which is unlikely, especially in 2018, but if yeah. they're only using one system, it shouldn't take them too long to finish the survey. And then you can really get a good idea of that area of focus for them for that type of system. Am I reading exactly. that correctly? Okay. Okay. So Yeah, it's
1: it's, it's highly tailored. So basically, when you answer what you're using, then we ask different questions about each application. And everybody answers the emerging tech section, which I think is really relevant. I have a lot of people who tell me that they love to take the survey just so they can get to that emerging tech section to see what's we're asking nice. about. and so I think, yeah, it's sort of a, a a window into the into the space where people are sort of thinking a little differently.
0: So I, I call it kind of like it, remember those books, the Choose Your Own Adventure books. <laughs> you, <laughs> you get to go in and say, okay, today's adventure is, and if I answer this way, I'm going in this direction. So it, it'll lead and direct you through the survey. And really, if you're using five or more systems, it's probably going to take you a couple hours to complete the survey. Correct. Yeah. But there's and, a stop and go point, right? You can leave yeah. and come back and leave. and You don't have to sit there for two or three hours only doing the survey.
1: Very true, yeah. So we have the ability for you to stop, to say to go back in at different place. We have the ability for you to print out your answers as they are. If you want to sort of show them with your team, we have a yeah. lot of organizations who will take the survey in a paper format and, and do like team meetings to oh, get yeah. all the data together. Okay. And then they'll come back in and fill it out. So um, it's very collaborative. We love those organizations. Yeah, yeah and, and the We're excited because when people tell us that when they do that, it's an opportunity to have a conversation about this year's annual HR system strategy. So it's sort of, to some extent, those people who do it get a lot out of it, it seems. so.
0: I love that. So if we look at last year's survey, and you are really good about releasing the survey results. Right around, uh, in the fall, right around the HR Technology Conference and Exposition that takes place in, it'll be in Vegas this year. And I assume that's the, the hope again for this year's survey results. So last year, when you released the survey results, what was the most, I, I want to cover a couple of things. What was the most interesting finding? And then what was the one that you expected and really knew that that was going to be big on the survey?
1: Yeah, so probably the most interesting finding this year was the area around social responsibility organizations. We had started to ask questions last year on uh, which uh, areas of social responsibility organizations were doing well or not so well. So areas like wellness, diversity and inclusion, pay and equity, education you know, um, stipends, right. all the things that sort of go into that area of social responsibility. And this year we decided to take that data and then compare it to a series of behaviors that went on and we identified a group of organizations that basically were in the top 10% of those sort of characteristics um, and we called them social responsibility organizations and what was really exciting is that they outperformed on the business side Ooh. so we have these series of business goals that we asked about yeah they outperformed Everyone, data driven, talent driven, even some of the top performing organizations, because it's not just financial metrics that we look at, we look at other types of metrics. Even some of those top performing organizations, they outperformed, which I thought was really fascinating because it's really hard sometimes to tell the value proposition for those social responsibility areas. Well,
0: and, and you know, most of the talk at the conferences that I've been to in the last two years is how important employee engagement is in the, on the bottom line. Yeah. So, if you're using social responsibility, whether it's a DNI project, you know, um, diversity and inclusion project, or if it's um, really searching out green technology, or encouraging your your employees to reward and recognize each other, you know, that whole employee engagement push yep. really has shown that it it is it improves the organization even down to the bottom line. So that's exactly. exciting information to receive. And when you look at last year's survey, what came across as okay? We knew this one was still at the forefront of everybody's mind.
1: Yeah, cloud. I mean, I mean, everybody's <laughs> moving to the cloud, and 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 now there's not really an option if unless you're sort of just consolidating. You know, there's very few opportunities to purchase any sort of an on-premise, you know, uh, HRMS or even talent management system or or workforce management. Now we've seen Kronos go into their cloud version, right? So there's right. just Everybody's gone cloud, right? But I think what's interesting to find is that, you know, we're still not at 100%. So we still have about 40% of the market that's in some sort of an on-premise solution in their applications, which means all of those organizations are still planning to do some sort of a transformation or are planning to do some sort of an upgrade process or, or a change process. So that was sort of the interesting thing was to see that there's still progress being made still, on the cloud, yeah, particularly internationally, so...
0: That's, that's really interesting. And, and as you look at everything that came down last year, are, are, did it shift for what you're going to do this year? I mean, when you consider the emerging technologies last year, do you repeat those emerging technologies or do you shift them and say, okay, this one is now a current technology. It's <laughs> not so much emerging anymore.
1: Yeah, so that's a, actually a great question because every year Erin and I go through this this time frame and we're like, well, what stays the same? What gets changed? What needs to just go away? Because we don't ask them always the same questions. Sometimes we ask them every other year. But emerging tech is always the hardest part because there are times. So for example, mobile. We've tried a couple times to put mobile <laughs> into the yep. like section about the application, but it just seems to come, continuously come back to emerging tech because it's not quite over 50% yet. It's almost there, but not there. Mm-hmm. And not everybody's using it. You know, but the areas where we did make some changes this year. So, where we were sort of asking uh, different questions about what we would consider different building blocks of what you would consider artificial intelligence or machine learning, this year we sort of put that all into one question because a lot of those things were sort of nascent. Pieces and parts, right? Mm-hmm. Previously, and now they're starting to basically come together as the platforms people are building uh, to put in place their sort of machine learning models inside the organization. So, for example, we were asking about sentiment analysis. Uh, wearable technology, the uh, predictive analytics, as well as things like natural language processing, all sort of separately. And now we've sort of got that all into one question, because that seems to be the fact that organizations are looking at sort of more tightly connected. This year, we also asked an interesting question in the emerging tech space that we're really excited about, which is, what Tools are you using to gather data from your employees? And this one sort of came about when we realized that we were asking a lot of different places about how people were gathering data, that it would be better to ask it all in one question. Because organizations oftentimes are gathering data from employees and not even realizing it because they're gathering it through wearables, they're gathering it through right. the core HRMS, they're gathering it through reward systems, all kinds of things are being used to get data from employees these days.
0: Well, remember, was six, seven years ago, big data, big data, big data, and everybody said, well, we'll never use it in HR because, well, we've collected that we don't really know what it means, and now all of a sudden, yeah. they're figuring out what it means and how to use it and how yeah. to impact retention and, and reduce attrition and all the, all the really great things that we knew years ago could yeah. have the end result of, of using great technology. When you think about the folks that are taking this survey, are you seeing a shift from the heads of HR to maybe their titles are um, heads of HRIS or HR IT? Or what, what are you seeing change as the, uh, in, when it comes to the takers of the survey?
1: Yeah, that's actually a great question because what we're finding is that um, I don't know if the roles are changing, the titles are changing as much. We generally get a, a good mix of executives, HR heads of HR, as well as HRMS, HRIS. Uh, a lot of times executive of businesses, if it's, if it's a small organization, sometimes chief financial officers and CTOs and CIOs, right? So that, that makes up sort of the mix of people who participate in our research. But what we're finding, which is sort of interesting, is that the skill sets of the people participating in the research are changing. So a lot of times we would have people who participate and only knew maybe one section or one segment of the data, right? And we would pass it off to someone else. Now we're finding these roles have a much broader view of what's happening in the organization. They know a lot more about all the pieces and parts. It's not as siloed as it used to be. And they're much more strategic about how they're using the data, like you had mentioned, and how they're you know, um, applying that information to business-making decisions. And that's really exciting because that means we can get more interesting you know, insights from them about what their companies are doing with the data. So, so it's, I think their skill sets are changing is what's happening.
0: What is the biggest benefit that an organization like Dovetail, like another HR technology provider, especially maybe a niche one, we're a very niche organization, what is the greatest benefit that we can receive from encouraging our users to participate in the survey, but also the findings?
1: Yeah, so we well, we have over 120 different distributors who distribute the survey, and it's it's this, it's a fabulous community effort, which which just makes me love it even more. And it's everything from, as you mentioned, niche um, vendors to to larger vendors to uh, many of the media outlets who service this industry, as well as many of the associations. But what we find the vendors and uh, appreciate of is one, we do share back aggregate data, not an individual data, but aggregate data from their customers, and that's great to get a feedback loop going, especially for customers who maybe don't have that ability to sort of get it on a a regular basis. And so every year we're able to give them a little bit of feedback data. Also, as a whole, I think all the vendors love the research because they're able to take a look at the feedback across applications. So they're able to say, look, someone who is using, you know, their talent management applications, the core HRMS applications, maybe the help desk solution, right? These organizations get this kind of benefit out of uh, these applications versus sort of that siloed sort of look at one benefit out of one application. So they're able to see sort of the cumulative, I guess you would say, sort of improvements that come out of organizations who sort of look more strategically at their HR technology strategies. And then obviously there's, I think, some real benefits both for the buyers and for the vendors and the fact that the the data is just helpful in helping them guide, you know, next year's decisions about products and or buying decisions. So
0: one thing that has me not concerned, but really thinking a great deal more about how I can do my job better, how I can help my, my users at Dovetail and how my team can, our teams at each of these organizations, vendor organizations, I like to call it the dark side. You know, once you you are a <laughs> practitioner and you hop to a, the vendor side, you, <laughs> yeah. all of a sudden you've moved to the dark side of the force. But are you seeing a shift in usability of products? It it seems like there there was a time when you really needed to have a reporting specialist or somebody that was an expert yeah. at technology. Are we getting a user a better user experience out there? Is the I don't want to say the average because nothing an H- HR practitioner does is average. On any given day, their world could blow up. So the on the average HR practitioner, somebody that's just taking care of the people in their organization, are these products becoming easier for them to use?
1: Well, I think that's a 2 prong question. I think they're becoming easier to use and harder to use, if that's possible. And, okay. and, and let me explain, because I know that probably doesn't make any sense at all. What we're seeing is that from... Most of these applications now have built-in best practices. They have built-in, you know, sort of configuration capabilities. They have this wonderful capabilities inside these applications to sort of almost anticipate some of the needs, uh, particularly in reporting and dashboards, those type of things, that many organizations have, especially if they're just starting on the journey, right, of implementing certain types of technology. And so, what we find is that for for those type of organizations who are just starting on the journey, the applications generally are great. They're a little bit easier to use. Someone who's a functional practitioner can do the configurations in many cases, and then they can sort of get them up and running in much less time than they've had in the past. Right? These applications. But I think once an organization starts to become more sophisticated in how they're using these technologies, then they struggle a little bit with the fact that. Now, we may not have invested in sort of the technical or the cross-organizational role that we need to make sure we understand how all the different applications are working together or the data needs to be integrated or how one configuration change here might impact another system over there. So, it's it's I think what happens is that over time as the organization's mature, they need to start investing in roles that look holistically at the HR technology. and Oftentimes, they think, oh, we've gotten along just fine by having... You know, the head of recruiting do all of the you know configuration for the recruiting software, or the or the help desk person doing all the recruits you know configuration for the help desk technology. But now you need someone who looks across it all the way and has a bit more of a technical focus. And a lot of times they get stuck because they don't realize they need that person. So I don't know if that answered your question.
0: It does. It does. I mean, it's. I think it's an interesting thing to think about as we move forward. At, you know, more into the cloud, moving away from having requiring a reporting specialist. All these all these different things. That allow us to use the tech better, but all of a sudden the tech is more complicated and there's more information available and how do we use it? And, and what kind of impact will it have on the bottom line and on the executive leadership? Right. So I, th- I think it's really important for us to understand all of these details and for every user to want to participate in a survey like this because it, it betters the experience for them in the future. If you were to talk to a a young company, you know, maybe one that's been around for less than a year, that is approaching this space, that really wants to has a great idea and really wants to make a go at it. What would be the best advice you could give them?
1: For a young a vendor trying to get into nature yeah. of tech space? Yeah. Or young, yeah. And for, young, for young, I mean green,
0: to... a new yeah. a new tech, yeah. uh, you know, or or trying to be a become a competitor in an already um yeah. bloody ocean, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, I think right now there's a couple of things that are coming to the forefront. So I think vendors who really understand that that HR is part of how people get their work done are going to do a lot better in anything that they do. I think the days of us having HR as this separate application are probably numbered. What we're really finding is that people want to get their work done and the HR systems have to be part of how they get their work done or they're not going to be used on a regular basis. So we're we're doing a lot of new questions this year on adoption and what levels of adoption you get. And if you're not going in there and using the application to actually make business decisions, then all it is, is doing is capturing data. It's not really helping you run your business, right? Right. Um, So I think that's one thing that I would say. I would also say that those vendors have to keep in mind that um, they're competing for, I guess, time with very, very user-friendly consumer tools on the phone, right? And so everything they do has to be thought of in that light. They have to think about how people access information, where they access information, and what's going to be the easiest. So the user experience has to be very consumerized these days in a way that's more more so than just it's flashy and has good looks and it has good icons, that kind of thing. But you know, where is it better just to ask a question versus having them fill a form out? Or where is it better to Gather the data from some other system, so that you don't have to request it from them twice. Those kind of things are really important, I think, today.
0: Okay. And in any last thoughts you want to share before we we jump off this, I I so appreciate you sharing your time, your knowledge, your expertise at this. I know it's a busy time because you are getting ready to to launch the system or, or the system yeah. survey.
1: So, yeah. what
0: what last bits can you share with us?
1: So, um, a couple of things. If anybody's interested and doesn't for some reason get touched by one of our 110 distributors to get access to the survey, they're more than welcome to go to sierracedar.com slash research slash survey. If they still can't find it or it's not easy to access, feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn. I'll make sure you get access to it. Also, one of the things I think that's really important to know is that everybody who does participate gets their own sort of mini benchmark. I think that's always valuable because again, gives you an opportunity to look at what other people are doing. You can download your own responses. Again, another way to kind of create your own sort of mini strategy document. Um, And then everybody gets early access. So this year, it is going to be launching in September because the HR Technology Conference is a month early, which is why we're going a little a month early with our uh, survey launch this year. Um, So sometime in early September, those who participate will get early access to the content and the material, which I know is always an exciting time. So, and Wonderful. thank you for having
0: me. Absolutely. So the, the survey launches on April 10th and closes when?
1: It'll close um, the first uh, day in June. So June 1st, yeah.
0: Yeah, that is earlier than normal. Yeah. Great. Any any last, is there anything you think is you're going to see this year from the survey? Anything that's been a buzz oh. that you're excited about?
1: Yeah, well, you know, I, I think probably what I'm most excited about is this adoption conversation. We are asking some really neat questions about how organizations are adopting their technology. And we're going to compare that to what other behaviors and what other sort of approaches organizations are taking to their HR technology environments. And we're hoping we'll be able to give people some idea of, you know, how to just get better adoption. Because I think that's that's the first question we're getting these days.
0: Awesome, Stacey. Thanks again for joining us today on HR Latte. This is a special edition of HR Latte covering the launch. Of the Sierra, Sierra Cedar HR Systems Survey, which um, launches on April 10th. And my guest has been Stacy Harris, VP of Research and Analytics over at Sierra Cedar. Thanks, Stacy. Thanks.